Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ventures. You know, on this show, we talk about lots of different aspects of venture building and venture investing. And these days, how you deal with data, how you evaluate data, how you、uh, surface data, so that as a founder, when you're growing a company, you have the appropriate data to make decisions for how to steer your company. And it's Very common for that data, especially in an early growing startup, to be all over the place, to be very haphazardly put together. And that is a very inefficient way to go about building a company. So, in this episode, we pull a clip from episode 37 with Kelly Jo Horton. She is a marketing operations expert. And I ask a number of questions about basically how should early founder teams be thinking about marketing operations. And I think she does a really great job. Always bringing it back to it's important to have an expert in the early season of your company help you set things up because migrating later is a huge pain. And even if you don't have the cash to hire somebody, finding some kind of early advisor or co founder that knows what they're doing, who, who is running the ship with regard to your marketing operations and, and surfacing your data is important. Because, you know, in any startup or any business, right, you have growth. And you have your product. Well, if, if your growth part of your operations isn't in a, in a place where it can surface the data so you know how to steer the ship and you know how to bring the appropriate data back to your, your product team, then you're gonna run into serious problems and that's gonna have all kinds of implications that are gonna hinder your growth. So if you are watching this episode, you can also listen. Anywhere that you get your podcast, you can just search for ventures. And if you're listening, you can also watch by visiting wclittle.com, and there you'll see more extensive show notes t h e things that we talk about today. So, with that, please enjoy this clip from episode 37 with Saul Cates and Kelly Jo Horton. So let's, let's walk through a hypothetical example, although we see it every day, of、uh, a founder team. Let's say we have a business person, we have a technology person, and we have a creative person. And they're building a product. The business person is trying to line up some partnerships. Maybe let's, let's say it's consumer、uh, with some B2B part of it. And they're, they're wondering. What do we do with marketing? Like a lot of these early startups, they don't do anything. They, they kind of have a few friends and family. They're trying to get their product out. But what we see is they're missing fundamental foundational、uh, architectures with, their, with regard to surfacing、yep. the right data and setting themselves up for success. Right out of the gate, what advice do you have for that founder team in terms of setting themselves up to be able to scale and learn the right things from their data? Invest, invest in a good person.、Hmm. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many startups I've seen. Where the CFO is running Salesforce, their CRM. Yeah.、Um, and you need a, you know, a good marketing operations person. And there are, I mean, I've been a team of one so many times at startups because I understand how to set all the systems up. Even if I'm not an expert in some of them,、um, I know how to tie them all together and get, keep it stable until they get some experts on these other systems. But Yeah, they need to invest. If you're going to start investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in tools, why would you only pay 
some entry level person to manage all those tools. I mean, I just, so I would, what I would say to founders is it's super important to hire a very experienced person from the beginning Mm. and at least set things up correctly and run, you know, your marketing operations platform. If you have a CRM to run that and any other tools that you connect sales tools, eventually you're going to have, you know, a complete data pipe with a data warehouse and data visualization tools, but that's, you're talking about a million dollar stack at that point, (laughs) depending. So, but you, they need to spend this. They need to think of how much money they're spending and how valuable this person is because they're driving, they're helping you drive revenue. And bottom line is if your data is crap, how can you make decisions? How can you, yeah, make financial decisions based on data that's dirty, right? So hire a good person to help you build out your stack and support your stack until it gets too big for one person. So until they can hire that, until they can afford to hire that person, you know, the tip, let's, let's just say, and this is very common, there's a B2B side, there's a B2C side of their digital product that they're building. They have a SQL database. They have, let's say, let's say they have a web and mobile. So they have Google Analytics. They have something like Mixpanel. Right. They're running ads on Facebook. So there's all these, all this data. And most of the times, because we work a lot with pre-seed founder teams. Most of the time that data is all over the place. Maybe they're pulling in some of it into an Airtable or something like that. Right. But until they can afford to bring that expert in or that, or that more seasoned person, what should they do? What should be the foundational things that they do to make sure at the very least they aren't racking up a massive amount of MarTech debt or whatever, or whatever the term would be? Tech debt. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of agencies making a living off of embedding people until they can hire their own people Mm. um, or putting together teams that can come in and sort of, you know, embed this, this team of people until you can afford to hire your people full time. But, but, you know, I I guess you just have to, you just have to, um, you have to have someone managing, running the ship Mm. underneath. You got to have a person and, it just gets messy when, um, you know, you have a small startup and you have all these people um, with admin accounts in every tool, right? That's, that's right. the thing I see that that's the thing I see the most when I log into a client's database is everyone's an admin because they don't know about permission sets and mm. things like that. Everybody's an admin because it's just so easy to add everyone as an admin. So do not do that. Mm. Don't add everyone as an admin and try mm. to have at least one person who knows pretty much what they're doing and then you can build out your team and then you can build out your stack, but start with basic tools that you need to do business, whatever they are, just your top three, because it gets expensive really fast and it gets complicated really fast. The more data points you have, the more chance you have for corrupting data and you, and um, you know, compliance violations for GDPR and all that stuff. You got to have, Someone who knows all that. Do you do you have a so, recommended? Oh, sorry, so do you have a recommended uh, cheap stack like HubSpot over here for the CRM? Just use Airtable. Use MetaBase for surfacing these things from your SQL database. Do you kind of, or is it is it not that easy? So it depends. It depends. It de- it's not that easy. It depends on the business. Yeah. So I don't build the same stack for everyone. 
it depends on the business needs. So B2C is very different from B2B. Um, you know, a lot of, it depends how intelligent do you want your marketing? Hmm. If, if you are, you know, someone who is just sending out an email on a regular cadence, I mean, you can use SendGrid or something like that. You don't need some fancy marketing automation tool, but if you're doing behavioral based marketing and you want to have, you want to score people and you want to move them around based on automated intelligence, then you need a marketing operations or marketing automation platform, depending on what your business is, which one do you choose? So I have different recommendations. Um, The pricing is really different for all of them, depending on how many people are in your company and depending on how many leads are in your database. So it depends on, you know, what your core needs are, what I would recommend for somebody. It's never the same across the map ever. But basically you need some way to send email. You need some way, um, you know, to do sales, whether that's a CRM or not. I've worked for companies that don't even have a CRM. Mm -hmm. Um, They have some other method. Um, And yeah, you need, you know, eventually you're going to be needing a data warehouse because you want to be able to visualize all of your data and you can't do it without some, with a data warehouse collecting it all. But yeah, I mean, I have my fantasy, my, my go-to fantasy stacks (laughs) of a C a CDP, a data warehouse, a data pipe, and you know, the, the market automation and CRM platforms and all the tools that connect. And of course, a tool like Looker or Tableau to visualize it all. But right. yeah, it's different. I mean, it's it, for me, I look at the way a company sells. So because it has to do with the way you market, the way you sell your product, the way you retain your customers, what you recommend. It's never, it's not the same. It's, there's no one right answer for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I saw it right. earlier. Yeah. No, no, I was just say it sounds like, you know, I was trying to lead it towards is there not a tool for all of this that we could just all slap together and call it a day and walk away and make a business about it or something? Doesn't sound no. like it's that easy. It's very complex. No, but situation, you do make right? a dis- yeah, you make a decision though. Do you go with a cloud like a cloud vendor that has everything? Or do you sure. build best best of breed in your stack and have the best this that you know everything is from you know com- a vendor that is focused on doing something really really well so a lot of new companies tend to go with the cloud option you know because it's cheaper right. of course if you get salesforce you know they're going to want to throw in pardot for free or something like that right so they'll try to keep you in in their cloud system of marketing tools and sales tools um, which is generally cheaper, but it's usually not the best option at all. Mm. Cool. Yeah, because we work with so many founders that the, the, I mean, even what you've shared with us thus far is going to be extremely insightful because very helpful, they don't, they high don't value. Know, yeah, they don't know to even value a marketing operations person to help set up that stack right out of the gate. And it's usually an afterthought, like even series C feed extended, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for them to even know what questions. So we're excited to point them to this episode for that fact alone. 
but I'm interested to dive into that stack, right? I think you said if your dream stacks, let's just pick yeah. one because even the all the terms you just said there, most people don't know what those terms are. So how about I how about I give you a hypothetical? Because I would love to have yeah. one because I'm also looking at this from an industrial side, right? Because quite often even big conglomerates like you know, Talos and big tech giants out there. We also struggle with this, right? Because we're used to an engine around us versus very focused on this is a new market, for example. We need to maybe look at this differently, right? And, and the tool stack and all that. So I would love to mm -hmm. think about like a B2B or B2B2B type situation. You know, what kind of dream stack would you want? Because I think for me and what I see in the world is there's going to be a lot more coordination, collaboration that has to happen beyond one or two parties in the near future and understanding what that dream stack would be would be really helpful i mean is it high high price to enter or is it just we need you know a, a new mousetrap that gets us that dream stack of yours yeah well i'm down with both you can, so you tell me which one you want <laughs> <laughs> you can start i think you can start relatively inexpensively mm. um especially if you know which vendors will reward you for you just have to know what the pricing models are for the vendors which I've been negotiating these contracts for a long time. Um, so I know sort of what you, what kind of prices you can get for what. Um, and just full disclosure, I used to work for Marketo, which is a big marketing operation, uh, marketing automations platform, but I've also used HubSpot. I've used Pardot. I've used Eloqua. I mean, I've used and, and act on because I was writing their API documentation when I was right. consulting. Um, so, you know, you can get in pretty, you know, inexpensively if you're a small company, let's say you're under a hundred people, because sometimes that's the cutoff for some of these vendors. Sometimes it's not by the number of seats you have. It's by how big is your company and are, do they consider you an SMB or an enterprise? Once you're enterprise, you know, forget it. They're going to charge you whatever they want, <laughs> you know, depending on how badly they want your logo. If they want your logo, um, then you might get a really good deal. Um, but yeah, my basic minimal, you know, best startup stack is, you know, either going, <clears throat> depending on if you're, if you're a B2B, you know, HubSpot or Marketo, <clears throat> The last company I was at and migrated them from HubSpot to Marketo, they had started with HubSpot, um, but they had outgrown it. Mm. So it depends on how sophisticated your marketing is going to be. If it's if it's going to be sophisticated, you need to go with a more sophisticated platform. Mm. And um, and you also need to look at what native integrations exist between these platforms. Um, you know, I was working for an e-commerce. Well, we had an e-commerce side. Um, HubSpot has like a native integration with Shopify, right? Marketo does not. So I had to build the integration through middleware once we migrated over. So what's important to you is it, you know, do you want native integrations to B2C type tools? Then pick a marketing operations platform that supports that natively. Um, but if you're a B2B company, you're going to want something that's something much more robust and scalable um, and customizable, um, in my opinion. So you would go with a, something you're not going to outgrow in the long term because it's a pain to migrate. Yeah. Once you build a 
build up a big stack and you've got, you know, millions of records, it's a pain to migrate all of that to a new platform. So you got to kind of make a wise choice in the beginning. All right, a couple quick things before you go. Number one, I have a general newsletter where I write about technology and startups and health science and teaching people to code. And I write about a variety of different subjects that we talk about on this show. So if you go to wclittle.com, there you'll be able to subscribe and you'll also be able to subscribe to particular topics. If you're just interested in one or a few of them, you'll be notified right when I publish new content in those areas. Number two, my partners and I at Proto Ventures have a portfolio company called Startup Rocket. If you go to startuprocket.com, there you'll be able to receive coaching guides and customize an operations framework for you and your team and your advisors to be on the same page in terms of what is the appropriate next step for you and your entrepreneurial journey. And finally, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review anywhere that you have listened to this podcast or watched this podcast, it'd be super helpful to help those who might be interested in consuming this content as well. Thank you.